for it. I'm not even going to do the fucking sponsors today, Ryan, because we got to get into this quick. <laughs> Let's get it, bro. All right. You're back from Russia, but before you went to Russia, you were supposed to fight a unified MMA against some fucking bum from America. Yeah, bro. What happened? Well, you know, shitty on my end. Um, it's the first time in, well, now 45 fights that uh, I miss weight. Um, you know, I miss weight by two pounds. Um, you know, if shit happens, you know, uh, I've made weight every other fight. I did the same thing. You know, everything that we usually do, it just wasn't coming off. And um, there was a point where uh, my uh, – my corner man, my good friend Sean, was like, Ryan, enough's enough. You know, it was getting to that point where it was getting a little too risky. And, you know, I got a wife and two kids that uh, I need to be around for. So to risk myself or this clown, it wasn't happening. Now, they made, you guys made every option for this guy to fight, even for a title, for more money, for at a, at just five pounds up at 175 where you would still have to cut down to what was a 170 you, you would give get the the option to to do that but still it was a no yeah the guy was finding every excuse he could find to get out of the fight you know they offered him more money than he's probably ever been paid in every single fight that he's had um you know he was just you know, one of those fake-ass fighters that are out there, you know, the guy's got over 40-something fights, which I don't understand, but he could be a fake fraud fighter. Yeah, it happens. But then after the fight, as you're in Russia, we're seeing all this stuff on Facebook come up. He's calling you a bunch of shit. I didn't like that. Um, I know, I've know i known you for over a decade. I know the story behind that. Yeah. It's just, you can't say that. Uh, he's a clown, right? He's way over in ne Nebraska and cornfields, probably, uh, you know, uh, talking all this shit. But, you know, he's back home now. He's on the Internet. So, of course, he's going to talk, right? He wouldn't show up to fight, but he'll talk. Yeah, that happens. Uh, are you on Wi-Fi right now? Because, Ryan, you are coming in terrible. Shit. Okay, hold on. Might have to turn the Wi-Fi off. Oh, it's frozen. Uh-oh. Now he's back. There, now I'm back. There we go. Now he's back. Did you turn the right. turn the Wi-Fi off? Wi-Fi is off. <laughs> so I'm paying for this. Yeah. <laughs> Cost money now. Um, it's all good. It's all good. So then you uh, you jumped on an airplane. You went over to Russia to compete in a sport that you've never ever competed in. Yeah, man. It was. Uh, it was it was different, you know. I fought in this hand to hand combat, um, and man, that was sketchy. Everything, you know, from the day that we got there with this promotion, with you know the fight, it was, um, yeah, you know, it, it was Russia. So it, it ended up being a a no contest. Is that what they called it? No, actually, um, he actually got disqualified. Oh, so you uh, won? They disqualified him. Yeah, you know, I would say I won, but I'm not a guy who takes a disqualification as a W, you know. I'm not that guy, you yeah. know, even though there's probably guys out there. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, ever since we got there, um, you know, the weight was supposed to be at 80 kg. Um, and, 
the next day it was uh, 83k, 82kg. Uh, then the next day it was 84kg. Now this is three days before the fight. So this weight started going up, up and up. And then 84kg, that's nine pounds over the weight that we were going to fight at. So I'm like, I write the promoter and I'm like, yo, am I fighting the same guy? <laughs> and he writes me back and he goes, oh, no, you're, you're fighting a, a different guy. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, but I thought, you know, they look the same. If you see him at weigh-ins and this, uh, you wouldn't recognize. I said, send me this guy. The guy does not look at all the same. For one, he's darker than the guy I was supposed to fight. For two, the guy's 6'2". The guy I was supposed to fight was my weight, my height. And for three, um, guy's a big fucking dude. Yeah. You know, uh, I, 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 he sent me a clip of him. I did some research. Now, this is three days before the fight. I did some research. This guy's a world kung fu champion, a world combat sambo champion, and he's had over 100 fights in this hand-to-hand combat. All right? So I'm like, what? you know me. I'm a fighter. I'm up. My ass is all the way in Russia. I, I'm, not, I'm not pulling out of a fight. You know, I came there to fight. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, so I said, listen, the weight has been all the way up and down. and said, I'll meet you at 83 kg. You know, that's still just, I think, 180 pounds. Yeah. Right? So who knows how much weight this guy had to cut. Right? And he's a big dude. He's from, he, he trains under the same camp as uh, um, Khabib, Eagles MMA, in, Be- and in Dagestan. He's Dagestanian. The guy's a legit killer. All right. Whoa. Now, the we have the weigh-ins. For one, I come in, I make the weight. He comes in, he's still two pounds over. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Pay me or go cut the weight. And he said, okay, I'm going to go cut the weight. So I'm like, okay, you have an hour. I tell the promoter he has an hour. Hour goes by. I said, hey, where's the guy? Ten more minutes. Okay, ten more minutes goes by. Where is this guy? Oh, he's coming. He's coming. Well, another 20 minutes later, he comes. So an hour and a half. So I'm like, okay. We go down to the scale. He's still 0.1 over. So I'm like, I don't give a shit. Cut the weight. You know, unless you want to pay me. I'll cut it. So he starts spinning, starts spinning, starts spinning. Turns the scale this way, turns the scale that way. Jumps on the scale. 83 kg. I shake his hand. And I'm like, okay, we're good to go. After that, we have the, the rules meeting. And they tell us in the rules, um, because I didn't really know too much about the rules. Like, what you know, like when it goes to the ground, what can you do? Can you punch to the face? Can you do all this? So they're like, okay, this is all this. No elbows, no knees. All right? Okay, perfect. So, you know, night goes by. We show up to the fight. You know, I put this gi on. I look like the black, blue Ryu ninja. <laughs> yeah. From Street Fighter. And, uh, you know, it was different for me. You know, I never fought. These gloves are different. And I'm fighting a guy now who knows what the hell he's doing in this sport. You know, he's bigger than me. Man, this guy was flexible like I've never seen a guy like that. Like, he's a straight killer. So first round, we get in the first round. We're going, boom, boom, boom. Uh, He throws a crescent kick, kick, right? More like a kung fu karate kick. Boom, slaps me in the face with it. And as he slaps me, then he runs at me, jumping, flying knee, right? And I seen him coming, so like I ducked. He flies right over me, and I'm looking, and I'm like, 
this guy's trying to take my head off with a flying knee. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Referee brings us back. Okay, boom, boom, boom. We get in. Uh, we get into the clinch. Boom. Knees me to the body. And then does like the Uchimata, grabs a gi, flips me over, puts me on my back. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? This guy's throwing knees. <laughs> and then my, my, my cornerman yelled like, no knees, no knees. Okay. We get back at it. We go again. We get into a, a little scrap in the middle. Boom, boom. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go down, try to take him down. As I come down, because I'm thinking no knees, boom, knee comes up, cracks me right in the face, right in the eye, right in my right eye. And as I back up, I'm trying to look, and I can't even see out of my right eye. So my right away, my corner is like, take a knee, right? And I'm like, boom. So I, I go down. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And I'm like, this motherfucker's trying to kill me with knees. And even on one part of the thing, I watched the replay. He even tr he was going to throw a spinning back elbow at one point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh, so I'm down on the ground. And like, I'm, I'm looking up, and like I got blurred vision in my right eye. Like I can't even see. And I'm like, this ain't happening. Like, I'm not getting up. This guy's going to kick my head off. Like, I can't see it on my right side of my eye. I'm like, and then I hear my corner. They're telling me, they're like, Ryan, stay down. And so, you know, I'm down there and I'm thinking maybe, you know, they're going to give a 10 count. Like, I, I, we were watching in the back room. You know, a guy got knocked down. Mm. They give him a 10 count. These guys ain't counting shit. They're just trying to get me back up. So as I'm like down, crouch on all fours and I'm down, the doctor comes. And I uh, come to sit in there right away. He puts his hand under, boom, some smelling salt, some type of shit. Like, boom. And I'm like, what the fuck? And uh, then he's like, he's like trying to get me to look at him. And he takes the light and he's like, oh, you can see. And I'm like, I can't see. And because uh, he doesn't understand that my friend is there from Russia who can speak Russian. And then he says something to the thing, to the doctor. And the doctor tells him, don't tell me this shit. I know the eyes. And I'm like, I'm like, I ain't getting up. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I can't see out of my eye. Like, and then, you know, then the people start booing and shit. I don't give a shit. I got a wife and two kids back home. You know, this risk, like, I'm a guy who says it without risk comes no reward. Yeah. But the risk was way overweighing the reward. You know, like, if I would have got up, who knows? The guy might have thrown a spinning elbow or a flying knee, cracked my skull. Then what? Then what am I going to do? You know, so... At the end of the day, I said, no, it's done, right? As I get up, we go to the middle, and um, they disqualify him. They raise my hand kind of halfway up, half-ass, whatever. I don't give a shit. I ain't taking it as a win anyways because I'm not that guy. Then he look, he comes, the, uh, the fighter that I'm fighting, he comes, and he's like, takes my hand. He's like, man, he's like, I'm sorry because my boy Sean and Coulter, they're like, man, no knees. The promoters, they're like, what the fuck? Why are you with the knees? The guy comes up, he's like, man, he's like, I'm so sorry. And I could see that he was being, uh, he, he, he was being legit. Like, okay. I'm sorry. He's like, they told me in the dressing room to throw knees. And we look at the promoter and I'm like, Vlad, what the fuck? And he's like, no mistake. There is no mistake. Misunderstand. There is no misunderstanding. He's like, they told me to throw knees in the back room. They didn't tell me shit. That's fucked up. You know? So it's like, at the end of the day, why are you trying to cheat at a sport that your guy has done so many times and I'm coming in my first fight, you know? But it is what it is. I came out, you know, the next day my eyes was a little bit blurry and stuff. You know, I'm still, uh, 
for some reason that my eye was swelled up on the side, but I woke up in the morning and down the guys are like, bro, they're like, how do you heal like that so fast? And I'm like, I don't know. But you know, like even still, like when I push like my bone, like, I thought I broke something in my eye when he cracked me. Right. That's what I uh, thought happened. I thought he broke something in there because immediately it was big on the video. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Like right on the side here, like still, like when I push hard, it is kind of tender right in there, but you know, it is what it is. Like I said, you know, um, if if people don't think I'm a real fireman, look, I travel halfway across the damn world, fight a guy who's probably a weight division above me, you know, who's a killer at this sport, and I wasn't backing down, you know. But at the end of the day, there's a there's a there's a um, thing where you're either stupid or you're smart, you know. And I'm not stupid, you know. Hey, if this was ten years ago and I was 26, you know. I probably would have got up and I probably would have scrapped. Right. But yeah. I'm 36 years old right now. And I got two kids and a wife, you know, that's, I, I got a lot more to think about than you know, getting up there and being a tough guy. Well, realistically at the end of the day, this is probably a one and done thing with this hand to hand combat nonsense anyway. Oh, I ain't doing this shit no more. Hell no. You know what? I'm done with the kicking, you know, like I haven't kicked in four years, you know, and I go up against a guy. So I, as I'm down, I watch I watch the video as I'm down on the, on the ground. Uh, I watched the video and I see this guy stretching and then he goes right into the full freaking uh, Frank Duke splits yeah. in blood sport and sitting there and just like with his hands on the mat, just like watching. And I was just like, damn, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was crazy. But you know what? It was the experience and, you know, it is what it is. It's on to the next, right? Initially, when you told me about it, I did some research and I watched some stuff on Instagram and I was like, oh, okay, well, he's fine. He, this is fine. Then you text me and said that's amateur, and then sent me the real shit, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." It's 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 a uh, it's a different sport, that's for sure. And you know what? It's um, those guys can kick. <laughs> I recommend people to go watch it because it's fun. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Like when I walked out and they played my song, and I walked out into it, it felt like I was going into the kumite. One hundred percent. You're there's no ropes, no cage, just a square mat. Just a square mat, and we're off the ground by, like, four feet. Oh, really? So, really, I could have double-legged the guy and flew right off the freaking mat. <laughs> it was crazy. Hey, well, as you were in Russia, Top MMA News put out a thing that said you're fighting on the unified card in Calgary. Is that true? Um, It's not fully true. Okay. Um, But uh, if they can work something, what I was telling them, if we can work it, then... It might happen, but there's not no guarantee at all. Um, and you know what? I've been thinking it's uh, I'm not I, I'm not in love with the MMA anymore. You know, it's um, and me, it's either I got to be 100% in it or I'm not in it at all. Right. Um, especially after this fight uh, came to realization, you know, talking with my with my good friend, Sean, that, um, you know, it's I'm not an MMA fighter anymore. You know, I, I, I got away from MMA. I don't care. You know, I'm not. Boxing is what I've been doing for the past four years. And where I come in boxing, it's, I need to stay there. 100%. Yeah. Right. Well, you're, you had a really good MMA career in Canada. Like, yeah. Realistically, it was can, can, a Canadian-based MMA career. Boxing, you've gone international. Yeah. And, and, and look, you know, the guy... My last fight that I just fought against Andy Yerdam, um, you know, it, 
I think I won the fight. Uh, a lot of other people did too. And look at now, you know, he's ranked number two in the WBC and fighting uh, Anthony Durrell for the super middleweight WBC world title in December. I thought you won the fight. You know, and it and to me, realization comes to me is like, look at where I am. You know, what am I doing taking these stupid ass fights over across these like just because I love to fight and you know <laughs> You're fighting the best guys in the world in boxing. Yeah, yeah. So You're you're fighting for WBC international titles. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, it's that's that's the thing about me. I'm stubborn, you know. Even my coach Jesse in Montreal, he's like Ryan, you know, and I'm just like, yeah. But you know, for me, it's like, I don't know. There's like people need to do something, and me, it's like I need to fight. You know, it's like yeah. I, I need, you know, the the sparring and all that stuff is one thing, but you know, actually getting in there and really lacing them up and getting to go is is another, right? But you know, now I got to think about it. It's like, man, I'm 36 years old. You know, my window of opportunity is, you know, it's open and I got to fulfill all of that. And, and plus, you know, like taking these big risks, it's like, man, I got to remember too, like I got three people that need me to be around and need me to be, um, healthy, need me to be healthy and, you know, be able to <laughs> take yeah. care of them, right? And if I take stupid ass fights like I just did in Russia, who knows what could have happened, right? I could have came home with a busted skull, and you, you know, could have got your neck broken. Yeah, you know, like, something, right? Well, I get, God and, I get phone calls and messages from people all the time. People know that that we're kind of close. We talk, and like, what the fuck is this guy doing? I said, listen, you can't tell Ryan shit. <laughs> yeah. He's got to go yeah. figure it out for himself. He's gonna. Yeah. He'll figure it out. It's gonna happen. That's, but that's me. It's my whole life. It's always got to learn the hard way, right? <laughs> well, you you told me about it. I initially like you're fucking nuts. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not gonna say shit to you because it, it's just <laughs> you're gonna go do it anyway. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> that's like my boy Sean when they changed the opponent and he was like, fuck, this guy's huge. And he writes Jesse and says, Jesse, like, what do I say to Ryan? And Jesse's like, you can't really say shit to Ryan. Ryan's going to do what he's doing and, you know, just let him do it. You know, you can't really say anything. And me, it's like, I just, I just realized now after that last fight, like, you know, there's, there's no more screwing around anymore. It's like, you know, be focused at one thing. Like, and, and I know that there's a chance that, you know, I could fight for a world title here, you know, and that's the thing is like, yes, my window of opportunity is, is old like this, but a lot I can cram in, in that window. Well, the, never bet against the real deal. Uh, the, you can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you can pull it off, man. It's just a matter of what you're going to do. Like you're going to have to go to Montreal. You're going to have to go into that goddamn dungeon again. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, for sure. But all well, this time, actually, yeah, my boy Sean, he's got a place. He's got a two-bedroom place, and he's like, "Listen, you come this time. You come back. You stay at my house. You know, I got you a car. You know, we'll do it that way." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, you know, at least that's all right." <laughs> that's better, though. At least you're not. I've done some FaceTime talks with you in that place. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's it's grimy, right? But then again, you know that grimy brings out the grimy in you. And, but, uh, you know, it, it's still, you know, it, even just staying at my boy Sean's house, you know, it, it's a room there and stuff, but I'm still going to be away from my family. So I'm still going to have that extra motivation and that, that drive to just put in that work. Right. 
Now, I would guess the training being at home, uh, the, there's a saying, yeah. champions yeah. don't sleep in satin sheets, right? Yeah, like and champions don't sleep at home. You know, I, you know, that's the thing, too, of getting ready for that MMA fight, getting ready for this fight. It was like, it just felt so much different. You know, I didn't have that extra push on me, you know, like, I go to the gym, I'm training by myself, you know, I go to the gym, you know, spar some guys, get around, but I just never had that extra push to, you know, to take it to that next level, yeah. right? Like, I grind hard myself, but when I, I have somebody there, you know, you, that extra bit of grind is the grind that counts. Yeah. It's tough when you, you don't have a specific camp there either. You're just picking up whoever's, whatever body is there. Whoever's, whoever's in the gym is in the gym. Like, I went to Calgary a couple weekends in a row, you know, just to get in work with different guys. And, you know, it, it's hard when it's not structured, you know. Mm. Like, when I'm in Montreal, I have a training program and a training plan. You know, when I'm here, it's like wherever I can go, wherever there's bodies, go get in the work, right? Yeah. So what's next then? Uh, well, what's next is um, – I actually signed a five-fight deal with uh, one of the biggest promoters in Europe, um, a Met owner. Uh, he's actually the promoter who I fought for last against and- Andy Yergum. Okay. Uh, he's a Turkish guy. Uh, he's known worldwide, recognized worldwide by, you know, uh, WBC boxing president. Um, you know, he's he, he knows his shit, right? And it's actually going to be – the first time in like my fight career where I'm not just uh, taking short notice fights, um, you know, just looking for fights myself. And, you know, I actually have somebody who's actually going to be looking out for me and I actually have planned fight dates that, um, that I know that are there for me. You yeah. know, it's not like fight a fight. Okay. Right away, get on boxer X, start looking, start messaging all these promoters from all over the world. And then, oh, yeah, okay, we'll have a fight for you. But I'm always getting brought in as the opponent. This makes a huge difference in training too, right? Now, now you can specifically just set up a camp. Yeah, you know, it's not spur of the moment where it's like, okay, i got to fight shit. Like with the Chudanoff fight, first 12-round fight, you know, I was in Montreal training to fight a guy in uh, Morocco. Mm. Never got the contract back and everything, and then all of a sudden – Three weeks before, uh, three weeks, I get a call saying, oh, you want to fight uh, Chudinov in Siberia, Russia? You're damn right. So I haven't got a contract for this one. I got to do this one. But, you know, and three weeks I after the first sixth round of that fight, I felt that, you know, three weeks wasn't enough time. Yeah. You well, know. The other problem is, Ryan, is when people call you, they know it's a for sure thing. That's a thing, too. And <laughs> that's a big thing that Jesse says, too, is like, these promoters know, you know, they're going to offer you this much money in this fight. They know that you're going to take it because they know you're desperate for fights. You, you want to fight. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's been the hard thing about the boxing career, right? Is that I've never had anybody there to like line up things and, you know, and look out for me and make sure that, you know, that fights are at certain times. It's, you know, so, Hey, I'm this, I'm going to run with this one. You know, like I, I feel that this is my opportunity um, this guy look like the last guy that like Andy Earth. I'm looking at him. He's fighting for the WBC super middleweight world title now, you know, um, he's been managed and, and promoted properly. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I feel that he's given me the opportunity to do what I need to do and take this next, next step in my career. 
Uh, my biggest problem with combat sports is when fighters make their own decisions. Yeah, it's hard. You know, <laughs> it's, it's difficult. Trust me, I've 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 learned I've learned and I'm still learning. You know, and it's that's the thing is when you you're making your own decisions, you're going to take it right away, right? You yeah. don't have somebody being that bad guy for you. Exactly. You need a you need a no man, not a yes man. Yeah. Exactly. It looks like you got one now, though, so you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, my first fight on the contract starts uh, December eighth. Okay. Uh, back in Germany, so uh, you know it's going to be um, uh, a tune-up fight, obviously. You know because I'm coming off three losses, so uh, you know he wants to get that win, get my confidence back up. Uh, I don't know who my opponent is yet, but uh, you know it's going to be somebody that's going to be there for me to you know get in that work, and then um, then my next fight will be early in the new year. So you're gonna get right back to work then? Oh, you know me, bro. I never out of the gym for a couple. Of, like I'm, I, I just got home yesterday. I was thinking about going to the gym this morning, and my wife's like, "Stay the fuck out of the gym. You got a couple of days that you just got home." <laughs> you know. Yeah. So you know, I'll wait. Monday, I'll be back in the gym. <laughs> December eighth isn't that far off. No, exactly right, and uh, that's a good thing about me. Is like I'm always in the gym. You know. Yeah. Uh, staying in decent shape right um not like 12 round fight shape but uh you know i'm good for eight <laughs> well you were a little bit swole there for a little while holy shit yeah <laughs> you know after, after after the last fight there i got up to like 225 pounds just because i was like ah you know just mad sad whatever you want to call it eating burgers and lifting heavy weights <laughs> yeah got jacked <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not too much running. No. <laughs> Besides running to the store to grab some chips. Yeah. <laughs> Run down to 7-Eleven, grab a pack of Skittles, and then walk home. Walk home, you know? <laughs> and halfway, I'm home, and like, shit, the Skittles are gone, so walk back to the 7-Eleven. <laughs> exactly. Um, yesterday, you put out a pie on Instagram. I got one of these fucking things sent to me today. Oh, you got it? Oh, yeah. Bro, oh, I'm telling you, that shit's almost gone. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, you know what? They're called Rockaberry Pies. Uh, my boy JD, I sent him a message when we were coming back from Russia because uh, Sean was getting off in uh, Montreal. So I hit my boy JD up. He was picking him up. I'm like, bro, you need to do me a favor. I'm like, we got a three-hour layover in Montreal. Our bags get checked, so we have to go through security anyways. I'm like, I'm going to come out. Can you please get me an apple cheesecake crumble Rockaberry Pie in? He hooked it up. He came through. Well, I got on the horn with Dario because there's <laughs> one right beside the gym, apparently. Yeah, there is. There is. Yes. So he just toddled <laughs> his skinny little ass over there and picked it up for me today. Apple yeah, crumble cheesecake thing, whatever. That's what oh, I got. Bro. You're going to love it. You're going <laughs> to love it. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to eat it and run at the same time, though, because I'm not built like you. I If I eat that shit, I'm fucking spoiled up for like a week. Oh. I'm telling you, bro, you get swelled up after a couple bites. That cheesecake is the shit. Jeez, it looks fantastic. Man, I'm telling you, I've been in the washroom the last few times just because my body ain't used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't eat bad all that often, but like Thanksgiving dinner, I got sick. Yeah, you know what? And uh, I missed Thanksgiving because we were in Russia. So tomorrow my family's throwing another Thanksgiving for because I'm back home. Oh, nice. So tomorrow it's going down. You're going to get tomorrow sick. Tomorrow it's going down. Oh, yeah. I'll probably get <laughs> sick. But you know what? Sunday I'll recover. And then Monday I'll be back in the gym to work that off. 
Uh, Jesus. That's nice, though. You get to have some turkey. I like that. Oh, turkey, pumpkin pie, you name it, we having it. Now, is somebody going to whip up a sweet potato pie? Because that's my favorite. Uh, yes, my uh, my uncle's wife always whips up the sweet potato pie, but with the marshmallows on top, right? Yeah. Oh, bro, I'm telling you. It's going down tomorrow. I'll, I'll send you a few pictures. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to make me a fat kid in like check, 10 minutes. Check, check my Instagram story. <laughs> uh, I, got, I was a big fan of pumpkin pie, and then a couple of years ago I had sweet potato pie. I never had it before. I was like, what the fuck are they putting goddamn potatoes in pie for? Oh, my God. Different kind of potato. Different. <laughs> yeah, especially when you add that cinnamon and marshmallows on it. <clears throat> the marshmallows is what makes it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you can get a sweet potato pie at Walmart without without the marshmallows on it. It's all right. It's all right. But a homemade sweet potato pie with marshmallows that gets a little browned on the top from the oven. Different story. Oh, different story. Different Game story. Changer. Game changer. Yeah, different story. Now, um, just regular fight news. We had Conor McGregor versus Khabib. What are your thoughts on what happened after the fight? Man, I don't know if you've seen my posts and stuff, and it's actually crazy because after my fight in Russia, I ran into Khabib at our hotel. Yeah, you told me that. Uh, yeah, man, guys, guys, legit. You know what? And the thing about him, he's a man of his word. He's he's a man of honor, loyalty, and respect. Um, you know, and uh, after the fight, you know what? Dana White caused all of that. Agreed. At, Agreed. At the end of the day, he caused all of that, and I believe, and and he's a hypocrite too because of that. Because what did you think was going to happen? You know, like at the end of the day, you want the UFC to look like the WWE. Well, you got it. Yeah. And now you want to punish a guy who sticks up for his religion, sticks up for his brothers, sticks up for his family. And it, it, to me, I, I thought it was a joke. Yeah. You know, because Connor's done all this bullshit throughout his whole career there in the UFC. And Dana White does nothing but laugh about it and lets him get away with it. Then you got a guy who's the most humblest guy who is undefeated and after fights, you know, goes up and gives respect to his opponents. And you let a guy talk so much shit about this guy. What do you think was going to happen? And then, then you got this clown Dylan Daniels on the outside yelling at him that he's a, a Muslim rat. Is that what it was? That's what it was. Like oh, okay. A dirty Muslim rat. What do you think is going to happen, man? The guy can only take two so much. Yeah. You know, and all these people, oh, he's not unprofessional, not professional. These people don't understand. This is the fight game. Okay. This isn't basketball. This isn't hockey. We get in there to hurt our opponent. Okay. We're not, we're intentionally trying to hurt them. Mm -hmm. It's fighting. And when people bring personal stuff into it, it takes it to the next level because we are fighting. You know, and to me, good on Khabib for what he did. You know what? There's too many yes men in the UFC. Right? Khabib is not one of those guys. He's a real guy. Yeah. And what he did, I give him all the respect for what he did. See, I had a different thought on it until you told me that somebody called him a dirty Muslim rat. Yeah. You can't do that. 
No, but Connor was saying it the whole time at the press conferences, calling his father a dirty Muslim. All like, bro, what does Muslim have to do with anything? Nothing. You know, nothing. But you know what? That's the sad thing about society these days is there's such a big backlash on Khabib because he is Muslim. But if you look where the guy came from, he came from nothing. Yeah. He's from a country that is so poor, you know, his, his, and, and he doesn't care about money. If you've seen his last post, he don't care. He told Dana White, keep my money. They didn't give a shit. <laughs> he don't give a shit, right? And, and, and man, I loved when I saw that post of saying, if you're going to fire my brother, you might as well fire me. And if you don't fire me, I will quit. Yeah. There ain't one person in the UFC that's like that because they're all about, oh, I'll lose my job. Oh, Dana White, Dana White. At the end of the day, excuse my language, if there's young people listening, fuck Dana White. Boom. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, there, there's a gentleman, what's his name? Matt, uh, what's his name? The guy from Unified you were supposed to fight. Matt something. Matt Start- yeah, delusional or Bad, something deadly yeah. or. Uh, he should take a lesson from this because we roll the same way. If 100%. You, if you attack somebody online, physically, we're going to fucking roll up. So shut your mouth, bitch. Like, I don't fucking get it. Yeah. And the guy, yeah, it's, it's so crazy. And it's funny because at the weigh-ins, nobody rolled up on him. I had guys there. Of course so you Nobody did. rolled up on him because we're respectful. We ain't going to do stuff like that. And and then the guy asked for a police escort, and then he wants to call me a snitch online. He asked for a police escort out of there? He, he's fully denying it. But um, they came up, up to me, the commission, and told me that he asked for security or police to walk him out. Well, I said, stay the fuck in America. Yeah, straight up, you know? <laughs> I, I got a lot of American friends, but this guy is the most stupidest American. He's almost like Kanye West. He is Kanye West, but white. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Showed up in his pajamas to the way in. That was an amazing onesie. He was going to get put to sleep anyway, so good thing he was dressed for it. Exactly. <laughs> it's fucking crazy people, I swear to God. No, I had a different I had a different idea of that situation until I because I honestly I didn't watch any of the press conferences. I didn't even watch the fucking fight. Okay. I did. I just wanted to see Connor get his ass whooped. I was more interested in Dylan Carmen versus Simon Keene that night. I watched that fight. <laughs> yeah. I watched I watched the highlight of it. That was a good fight too. <laughs> it was it was fun to watch because those scary. they went at it. Oh, they did. They did. And look at the underdog put him away. I'm not mad at it. It shakes up that heavyweight division real nice right now. Oh yeah, for sure. We got the boogeyman coming back, so we got some we got some work to do here. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we got Ryan Ford. He's gonna come back and do boxing, fucking thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy, but that makes me happy. I'm sure that makes everybody else happy too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I uh <laughs> you're a fantastic MMA fighter, don't get me wrong. You're a better boxer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know what? It's, yeah, well, that's the thing is like, um, it took me 11 years to do what I did in MMA, right? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it took me four years in boxing to get to where I was, right? And it's, uh, 
yeah, you just got to be focused on one thing, you know, and that's the thing is I, I understand that now I can't be fully thinking I can do all this stuff when, you know, and I just got to be focused on one and get it done. Isn't that a kick in the nuts, though? But... Yeah, but <laughs> I'm like a monk, I guess. Yeah, I like to think that I can do it all. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and if I can't, hey, I'm going to try. <laughs> but I, I know fully right now, if somebody called me on the phone and they said, hey, can you help me out in my MMA camp? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope. No, no. Actually, you know what? After that, after that dude leg kicked me the one time, I said, oh, shit. Enough of this shit. A fucking leg I ain't here to suck. be kicked anymore. <laughs> no. I don't want to wrestle. I don't want to do yeah. jujitsu. I don't no. want to throw kicks. None of it. None of it. No. Put your, hat, put your hands up. Let's go. Listen, it's not even, boxing's not a one-dimensional sport. There's so many different things that are going on in there with the footwork, the head movement, the cardio is way different. There's, oh. a, there's a lot of different things that you have to do, but people see it as one dimension, but it's not. It's still, it's hard as fuck. I think it's harder. It, it, it is. It's, um, once again, it's, it's different. Yeah. But again... It is harder as well. Like the pace. I don't know if you would say it's harder. It's just they're two di totally different sports. It's like yeah. golfing and playing football. Yeah, way different. Two totally different sports, you know? So, and I've done them both to know that. Yeah. You know, and, and people understand that too when, you know, the whole Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor, he does not have a chance. No. You know? So it's like um, that was. Yeah, it's it is what it is. The pay, the pace is what got me. The cardio is different. Cardio is way different. You know, boxing you're in the guy's face the whole time. You know, yeah. MMA you're back. Take some time. Take a guy up. Pick him down. One second, Bella. That's <laughs> you want to hear everybody on the internet. <laughs> uh, the the other thing I found is that boxers hit harder. Oh, 100%. Way harder. 100%. And you can ask any MMA fighter who's been into a gym with a boxer, they will tell you just because that's the craft is punching. Yeah. It's right? different the way they turn it over, the way they, the, the, the snap, it's just, it's way harder. It sucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. For sure. <laughs> I, listen, you're going to go on, you're going to win a world title at some point within the next two years. I can guarantee it. Oh, but. That's you made my fucking day when you just said you're gonna go back and box and no more of this nonsense i was like okay great i'm, so, I'm happy I, I, I made a lot of i made a lot of people happy when i said that <laughs> <laughs> you get a hold of jesse jesse thompson you ask him yeah maybe i'll call him i'll call him right after and he can just sing a song on the podcast a, a thank you yeah tell him to sing it in french too yeah <laughs> So when will you be, because you're going to have to go over to Montreal, obviously, to get this camp in. Yeah, um, for this camp, uh, I'm going to head there uh, probably for a couple weeks for this one. Okay. Just because it's, uh, like I said, you know, it's going to be a tune-up fight. Uh, get another win in the column. That's how boxing works, everybody. Don't think I'm just picking an easy fight and stuff. You go ahead and go look at a lot of fighters. This is what happens, okay, for all you casual combat sport fans. Um, and then, 
end of February, early March is where I'll be tested. Yeah. You need a you need a warm up fight anyway. Yeah, you know, and that's my coach is like, Ryan, you need you take take a fight that, you know, get back in there, get your confidence up, get that win back and you know, and that was something that I just it never got to me, you know, like it was like, What do you mean? Get yeah. a warm up fight, like, you know, I'm like, No, I need to fight the best. It's like, Ryan, don't be stupid. <laughs> you just fought fucking three world title fights in five months and they all went twelve rounds. Who else is doing that? You nobody. know, nobody. nobody, you know, the top 20 guys in the world and you fought three of them in five months. <laughs> That's how boxing so. works, though, right? Like, you're going to you're going to fight for a title here. Maybe you're going to drop it. Maybe you're going to win, but you're yeah. going to get a warm up fight. They're confident yeah. confidence builders. Your children want you to go play with them, don't they? You just got home from yeah. Russia. Yeah. Well, my gonna... son, he's just asked me about the charger for his Fortnite, this kid and his Fortnite. And then after I'm done the interview here, we got to go to the store and we got to go buy the new FIFA 19. That's what he wants really bad. So, <laughs> Well, Mr. RJ, he can probably hear me. Listen, that kid's a fantastic soccer player. I have seen that that young little eight-year-old boy do some ridiculous stuff on Instagram. Yeah, and he's not even eight yet, bro. <laughs> he's seven still? He's still seven till New Year's Eve. Jesus. Well, beast. <laughs> I'm not going to keep you. I've kept you long enough. I appreciate it. Listen, I had to work really hard to get this one. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know, eh? Shit. Every time. Hold on, I'll be on five minutes. Yeah. Three hours later. Three hours. <laughs> I'm home now, bro. Let's do it. Oh, shit, yeah. Ryan. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm going to let you get us out of here because you do a better job than I do. All right, man. I want to just thank everybody out there uh, for all their support. Um, you know, I want to thank Tanner for bringing me up on the show, you know, getting the stories out there. And uh, all my sponsors, um, damn, I ain't got my sponsor list on me, but everybody knows who you guys are. Thank you guys very much. Without you guys, I wouldn't be able to do what I do, train full-time, support my family. And, yeah, you know, December 8th, be on the lookout. Ryan, the Real Deal Ford's back in that boxing ring. Time to get it. Make sure you guys hit up realdealathletics.ca. Buy some stuff. I know Ryan's got some hoodies probably floating around in Edmonton somewhere in his garage. Buy those. I'm gonna, I want two of them. I've been yeah, wanting those for a while now, so stick them aside for me. I got them. I'll be in Edmonton here sooner or later. I'll pick them up. Well, guys, <laughs> that's the final shot. Mario, Dario, Minute, Dario, what the fuck's going on? God, you know what? Daniel Redfern, I have been waiting for my Hooters gift card for like a week now. You actually promised me three weeks ago, but I never gave you the address except now. So uh, we need to we need to talk about that. We'll address it. It's been addressed actually, so nothing more to say because I'm getting hungry by the day. Um, do you guys like the Super Mario shirt? I'm really digging it. And uh, second thing, you said you wanted to comment about my post on Facebook. Well, there's a lot of things we got to talk about today. I have messages from a certain somebody, Adam Braidwood, for you. Uh, certain comments really? about your brother and Karina. We've got to deal with this Facebook post. We should deal with Daniel Redfern being a gay stalker. That's eh, okay. Listen, I like stalkers, whether they're gay, straight, uh, or purple orange whatever but uh speaking of adam braidwood he he wants to have a word with me huh 
Yeah, so the boogeyman's upset with you that he wrote you a letter. Um, where did, he wrote me a letter from where? Okay, he wrote so you a letter. I, I just wanted to make sure that uh, it's been addressed. Uh, I actually saw it on the news in Quebec that it's been addressed. So now the public knows Adam Braidwood's in the. Um, yes, that letter. I do have. I came prepared for this podcast. This is the infamous letter. Yeah. I believe I have Bruno's letter too. I have the letter. It was written like for me about two months ago. I never responded because I'm going to be honest with you, uh, Tanner. I am in the generation where I have never sent or written a letter in my goddamn life unless it was for school and all I had to do was show the teacher. I don't know how to write a letter. I don't know where to get stamps. It's not my fault. I would – Ask Sarah, but she probably knows. He even misspelled the city that he he miss. It's a it's Lashin, not Leshin. I mean, Adam made some mistakes himself, but I have his address of where he is, uh, where he's being held. I just don't know how to send letters. I maybe should have done it to you. I should have sent you my letter, emailed it to you, and then you can send it. It might be an easier thing to do from Saskatchewan. And I could not also send the letter from the states. I was told. I don't know who told me. Maybe it was you or somebody else. That he actually couldn't send the letter to my uh, U.S. address because it's not allowed. He's in the. I don't know. So like Bruno and Karina have been filling his. Like everybody on his block has bikini pictures of Karina. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I I guess uh, Adam's not playing around. He's actually very spiteful when it comes to Bruno. But with me, he's just I probably he probably just wants to give me a slap on the wrist or something. Uh, but with Bruno, probably he's just probably bored, and he 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 needs to let it know. Okay, well we can we can skip past this now, because uh, listen, it's upsetting that you didn't even pick up the pencil and write back. But he, I'm sure he's got something planned for you October twenty. It's upsetting. Anyway. I don't know. He he probably does. Listen, I'm, that's my thing. I was gonna write him back, but you know why we don't write him back. Uh, I have not wrote in the back on this. It's just, you know, it's very heartbreaking. He's not the same. I know he was uh, giving people the impression that he's been out this whole time and he's had like a little PR, but it's just not the same, his uh, Instagram. But I'm sure he's had something cooking up for me. But Adam, don't think I ever forgot you, buddy. Listen. Uh, we never, we never said, but you know, he's probably fucking pissed. So. I, <laughs> I screwed up. I, I messed up. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I got to face it. I got to face it. Okay. What did you post on, uh, on Facebook today? It was something about... If you have a child right now, you're going to want to kill yourself because you won't have time to play Call of Duty. Is that what it was? Yeah. So, uh, I, I I mean, do you disagree with me, Tanner? You have uh, you have uh, children yourself. Um, I, there's still things I want to do addressing to what I said about the uh, Instagram posts. I just had a birthday. I'm 25 years old now. My dad just went, wow, you know, when I was 25, I already had both of you and your brother. And I said, dad, listen, if that's a threat or a competition, I can get really adult really fast. I can just keep pumping out children and give you just grandchildren. Okay, do you want that? He said, no, no, no. Please don't scare me like that. I said, then please, enough with the boasting and bragging that you couldn't, you know, control yourself. And you made two kids accidentally, okay, with mom, please. But... Uh, as far as that, yes, there are things I still want to do at this age, like uh, get a full night's sleep, uh, play Call of Duty, uh, feed myself and not something else, dress myself and not something else. And I certainly don't want to wipe ass, at least, you know, not anyone else's. I get that. I get that. It, it would seem a little repetitive. Yeah. I, I don't feel like 
doing that for the next five years of my life. Well, you never know what's going to happen with Sarah. She could just miss a couple pills. She could, but, uh, you know, her family said to herself, listen, if uh, Sarah's – no, no, I'm not worried about it. Trust me. Sarah would be totally obliterated by her family. No one, No one's ready. No one's ready to see me have a child. Nobody. On my side, on their side, on your side, no one's ready to see that. Uh, I think for the good of humanity, I just don't need to be uh, spawning a little Dario around. Okay. Let's address Anthony Chiapetta today. Go ahead. Say what you need to say, and I will uh, I will reiterate what you want. Anthony Chiapetta is fucking lucky they don't let me in America. Uh, well, don't speak too soon, Tanner. You might be very well allowed to be home soon. Why is he lucky, Tanner? Please tell us. Well, he's been setting, sending me threatening Instagram videos saying that he's going to spark uh, me. I don't know what the fuck that means. You want to spark me? Spark, I think he means he wants to chin you. I think he wants to spark the chin, buddy. I think that's what it means. But He's going to need a lot more to break through the head. Anthony, I will fuck you up so fast. It won't won't even be fun. It's it's going to be this. He both we both have a, a paladin dwarf that looks just like you and like like might we add that it does pack a punch. Yeah. Each dwarf I don't know any dwarf paladins that don't pack a punch. So Anthony, you have to be careful, buddy. Um this is not Cape Coral. This is Saskatchewan. This is Swift Current. Okay. They handle things differently there. Yeah. Also, quit faking that you got this girlfriend named Hannah that's in Japan. I'm not gonna yeah, write I'm not gonna hell? write her on Instagram, trust me. He asked you to write Hannah on Instagram? He asked me to threaten her. Oh, <laughs> well, she's a Navy girl, so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we're going to have to send us a, pl- a, a platoon of Saskatchewan. Uh, I don't think we take threats very lightly in Japan. He sends me a message. He says, my girlfriend Hannah is in Japan. Can you please ask her what she's doing over there? And I said, okay, like, am I threatening this young lady? He says, well, yeah, like... As soon as I see her second boyfriend, I'm gonna punch him directly in the face. I said, "Oh, oh, right. I'm not getting involved in this. I'm 36 years old." Okay, but don't, come on, please tell me you don't want a little, uh, you know, a little bit of drama, Tanner. Come on, okay. we never back away from uh, for some dusting. It's Anthony though. He's been sending me pictures of his fucking platinum gloves belt. I fucking wipe my ass with that thing. You know what's funny? It's not even his belt. He t- took that picture in my house when I was gone. Nobody was in the house. He just basically walked in and he took a picture of uh, Bruno's platinum gloves belt. That is Bruno's belt. That's Bruno Bruno's. Yes, it's not Anthony. Anthony's never had an amateur fight in his life. Oh my god! I want that on record. It's never. I mean, he's been in the gym. We've done some sparring and everything. But no, he's he, he has not competed. That is not his belt. I can promise you with that. Yes, you could wipe the belt with your ass. It's not anyone's. It's Bruno's. So that's wow. even more of a reason. Well, congratulations to Bruno on winning the Platinum Gloves. Fuck you, Anthony. (laughs) Yeah, congrats, Bruno. That's like the last accomplishment you've done in the ring. Thanks for that, pal. So you're in fight camp right now, right? I'm in in the fucking zone, man. Yeah, I'm in fight camp. I had a really good sparring session today. Uh, We're actually just now turning up the heat. I don't want to turn it up because, what, I got six and a half weeks to go. So... I don't want to peak right in the middle of camp. So we're just now kind of putting some gas. It'll be my first 10 rounder. Uh, it'll be on the undercard for the Stevenson uh, versus 
Alexander, I forget his last name. So it's a WBC championship fight. I believe just on that card alone, there's going to be seven title fights, Tanner. Seven title fights. That you're, is... you're fighting for a WBC championship. No, 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 no. It's for the undercard of the WBC championship. But oh. it may be for a intercontinental or a regional title that I might be fighting for. It'll be my first fight. It'll be my first title fight ever and first 10-rounder. So, I mean, we're going to be uh, getting busy, uh, doing things different. But the most important thing is to say consistent. I'm always consistent. It's the same thing. Every time you anybody ever asks me, I do the same thing. I'm, I'm very consistent. I don't take uh, days off. I don't kill myself every day. But when it's time to go, it's time to go. But uh, it, it should be a fun event. That's what it's looking like. There's a lot of events going on over here in Quebec, like Alvarez taking that rematch with Kovalev. I believe it might be the 24th in Atlantic City. That could also be a possible date for me. It could be just one week before December uh, 1st. Uh, which you will not be able to see that fight live because that will be in Atlantic, like I said. I don't like that. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, now, there is a rumor yeah. that uh, Jean Pascal dropped the Gary Copas fight so he can fight Bavol for a world title. There is, is no longer a rumor, buddy. That is set in paper. That is done. That's legit. That, from what I, that's legit now. So from what I heard uh, around the gyms, uh, or actually around the city, well, it's known anyways. Uh, Joe Smith Jr. was supposed to fight Bivol for that title. And apparently he got offered more money to go fight Better BF. Better BF just fought last weekend or two weeks ago. He just defended it against Callum Johnson. Well, Joe Smith was just offered, uh, I believe, some a lot more money to fight Better BF. So he dropped the Bivol fight. So Bivol got left without a dance partner and Pascal happily stepped in. Uh, I know it was, it's kind of, um, I don't know. I, I'm going to call it a blessing. He, he went, listen, Gary Kopas was, uh, you know, uh, you know, a fight for him, you know, probably the state busy kid. Gary might've given, I don't know too much about Gary, but, uh, it's really impressive. He went from <clears throat> maybe an eight or 10 rounder with Gary Kopas. Now he's fighting for the world title. So, yeah, I mean, good for him. If he actually does it, there's a lot of, uh, Neg- not negativity, but a lot of pessimism. Pessimism mm-hmm. that uh, it's actually going to be a very rewarding fight for Pascal. I-, I wish Jean all the luck in the world, but uh, it's a tough fight. That's a young, young kid ahead of him, and uh, he don't look like he's ready to let that belt go. He's going to hog that shit, you know. Yeah. Now, the other day you sent me a uh, a text message that you threatened me with the police. You said you were going to call the police on me. Yeah, what did you say? You did some. Oh, oh, you went hunting, bro, but it didn't look like. And then you started showing me carcasses and you tried to pretend like they were moose or deer. And it looked like moose, buddy. It looked like actual human flesh. <laughs> so I said, just stay right where you're at, buddy. I'm calling the police. I didn't like that. You know, I'm not I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian or anything. I'm not squeamish, but that didn't look like you were carving uh, moose meat, buddy. Did that scare you a little bit? No, I just. Let, scaring one thing. I just. I was a little bit worried. Oh, I got myself a uh, a nice 350-pound buck. What's a buck? Do they have a, that's a big teeth or big That's a male deer, Dario. What's a reindeer, then? That's more like a fucking antelope. So that would be an antelope, then. It wouldn't be a reindeer. I guess. I don't know. We don't shoot reindeer here. I thought reindeer don't exist. Oh my god, do I need to go on fucking Google right now and pull up a picture of an actual reindeer? No, I mean, I guess I settled it with my father a couple of months ago. He said that reindeer exists. I said, no, it's only like Santa has reindeer. There's only like nine of them. There's no other reindeer. 
they're like pretty much a fable. Oh my god, reindeer is an actual animal, Dario. It's a fucking. I, I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Really? No, we have crocodiles at home. I mean, alligators at home. You know. That's a, that's a reindeer. Uh, we don't have reindeer here in, here in Saskatchewan. We have white-tailed deer and mule deer. I shot a mule deer. Okay, well, hey, you want to explain? Actually, let's not bore everyone and explain the difference. You shot deer. You killed an animal. Yeah, I, I did. Mean, you know, it's, pretty, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty uh, pretty alpha of you. But uh, as far as the carving, I didn't know you knew how to skin animals as well, Tanner. That's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty uh, interesting talent. Not everybody can do that. Yeah, I did the whole the whole shebang, my friend. I shot it, gutted it, skinned it, butchered it, and put it in my freezer. Interesting. I actually, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I don't, you should watch your. I, don't know if I, I feel like I'd probably get a good Listen, rump roast off of you. You're the you're the least of my worries. Well, how much do I have? I have ten days until fucking uh, Grendel comes out out of prison. Yeah, do I we need got, this shit. We got nine days. Then uh, then the dream team is back. And I, I, of course, I had to have my camp around the same uh, time that he's out. So that's great. Do we have a name of who you're fighting? Uh, no, a lot of names have been tossed around. A couple locals, uh, but there's uh, this is a step up fight. This okay. is gonna be we're gonna get somebody. Uh, I'm sure maybe ranked in one of the bodies that I'm ranked at, which may lead to a title fight. It's almost 50-50, but it's a lot of names, a lot of rumors right now. Uh, but we'll see. Nothing's set in stone, but okay. I, I assume we'll have something uh, very uh, concrete soon. I mean, it's a, it's going to be a fight I'll have to take very serious. Now, as soon as you get this name, can I have the name so that I can start with the most important battle, which is the mental warfare battle? Of course. I wouldn't have anybody else do it for me than you. You're basically doing – you know, I, I'm like Danny Garcia and you're Angel Garcia. You know, you're doing all that shit and I just have to focus on the fight. You're over there cussing people out and, and, and screaming and, and dancing and, and basically taking lines of coke when I can just focus on the fight. It worked very well for Danny and I wouldn't want anybody else doing it uh, for me except you. Maybe Anthony too, but Anthony is – it's a different – different type of mental warfare anthony's on a different level of i, I hate to say it but <coughs> retardation yeah yeah i i need retards in my group not like in an actual retard i just need i i need Idiots. i need i need some i need some dysfunctional motherfuckers in my squad you know and uh there's a lot of us i can't I can't be carrying all this weight by myself by being dysfunctional. I need somebody. I need somebody to help me out. I got things to focus on. Yeah, the people need to do shit, man. Fuck, I'm weird. Anthony Chiapetta takes the fucking cake. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, nobody, nobody else is weird. Maybe I'll have, uh, I'll add Caldwell and uh, Daniel Redford to the group as well. They're dating. Probably, I, I can see that. But I did hear a rumor that uh, Caldwell was going to go to his house for uh, Thanksgiving in San Jose or wherever the fuck he lives. He, he does not live in San Jose, but I believe he lives in um, Virginia or West Virginia. Actually, I think it's Virginia because he's like, oh, I don't live with the rednecks in uh, West Virginia. He says he lives like we're all – it's like one of the richest pockets in America where he lives. Well, Considering that, Dan, that Daniel's a Jew, I guess it would make sense. Yeah, did you see that Daniel got into an Instagram beef with one of these bitches from the Real Housewives of whatever it is? No, I did not because he is blocked on my Instagram. Still? Oh, because he hasn't. Yeah. 
He didn't pay the bounty. I said $500, and then he can follow my Instagram because he's been asking all the time, can I follow your Instagram again? Can I follow? I said, listen, uh, $500, and I'll forgive you, and we can all put this, Five. you know, in the past. $500. I thought it was $100. It was a, it, no, it was 1000 before, buddy, and then I brought it back down to 500 Oh, he hasn't paid? Oh, he's a Jew. He's not going to pay pay. you. No, he told me he doesn't tip either. Can you believe that? He said he don't tip ever, ever. He never tips. Not even like at a restaurant? He never tips at a restaurant, especially at restaurants. He said it's my money. You know? That's fucking I paid for what I had to pay for. He doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I've dated a lot of waitresses, and I know know it's pretty hard, you know, to be a waiter or a waitress. You know, they actually, especially in America, we don't have like yeah, he lives in America, so you should know. It's a very, we're like, they're like under minimum wage for waiters and waitresses in uh, the States. You know, they rely on tips, and he said, you know, he he don't give a dollar. You know how tall Daniel is? He's fucking tall. Yeah, instead of tipping, uh, Daniel should be fucking playing for the uh, Celtics. Wow, well, Dan- Daniel's been fucking spending all his money on nose jobs and forehead shaves. Well, he should be uh, spending money on getting me that. that uh, I think he got me like two, two, two uh, $50 gift certificates to Hooters because I told him 50 bucks wasn't going to cover shit. Yeah. Okay. So maybe maybe that's the hundred that you think he was talking about. Yeah. But no, I want I want cold cash from Dan. You oh. Know, that, that, because those those certificate those gift cards are for my birthday, which was a couple weeks ago. That's a gift. He, he owes me money. Cash. Cash. I want it in an envelope, and I want him to put lipstick on and kiss the envelope, and then send it straight over here to Montreal. Okay. We. He's I not want it in do America. It. He's not going to do I don't do know it. if he's going to do it. No. All those times he ate out, I, all those times he ate out, and he never tipped, he can he can put all that money together that he should have used to tip, and he could give me my uh, half a grand. Well, good luck. I hope you get it's it. Not, it's not about the money, Dan. It's, it's the principle, buddy. Here, Dan, I'll tell you right now. You buy Dario a plane ticket to Saskatchewan, and the fucking bounty's paid. Dan, don't fucking do that at all. Like at all. Between you and me, just don't do that. I'll take you hunting with me. Okay, Dan, do that. I actually want to go skin some animals. That'd okay, be cool. cool. Yeah, Dario, what is song of the week? Uh, you know what? I was kind of contemplating what you know what what should be a, a good song. Uh, I mean, can it be explicit? I mean, what can we do? I mean, we always go explicit. You know, we never go too far away. Uh, you know what I like? Can we do same crew, but the remix? It's got Dej Loaf, it's got MGK, it has Young Dolph. I mean, it's a bunch of art. It's, you just look for the remix. It's same crew, okay? Because that's this is this is what like what was said in the in the song, okay? Keep the same crew, but I always switch the hoe up. You know, we we we, we it's the same team, Tanner. Okay, yeah. I got you guys. I got love my little pocket of people. So that's what I'm on this week. I'm on the same crew. Okay, now we have one more thing to address. Like we were on this Machine Gun Kelly kick, and then fucking Eminem just came out and butt-fucked him out of nowhere. Uh, it was good. Uh, it was a, a little back-and-forth thing, and they stopped going at it. I think that's awesome. I, I, I wouldn't want like a whole back-and-forth thing. Listen, I've been a fan of MGK for, for a while. I didn't like his last two albums. They were kind of uh, disappointing because I like I miss the Wild Boy MGK. Yeah, you know, he was like spitting crazy, insane shit, 
And then he just got like weird. I don't know if it was because he was dating Halsey or whatever he was getting himself involved with. He just got weird. He got like a little bit too Maroon 5. And I stopped liking his music for a little bit. Eminem, I haven't even listened to his new album, but M's always going to be him. So, I mean, I'm not surprised. It was a good little back and forth battle. MGK for surprise. Like that type of MGK was cool. I just wish he would have went a little bit to like Colson Baker. I'm okay. talking 2012, 2011 MGK. That's what you like. Featuring Waka Flocka. I like that. I like that shit because he can actually rap. He's actually okay. Okay. Well, I know you probably got things to do, but before I, I recorded with you, I recorded with Ryan the Real Deal Ford. And I saw that. I saw a little skit. Yeah, and I didn't have time to do the sponsors. You want to help me do the sponsors today? I, I would I would love to. I'm sorry I'm blowing my nose over here. I don't mean to blow my nose in the middle of sponsors. Please, let's let's let's, okay. let's let's dish them out. All right. The podcast today was brought to you by Onnit. Do you know anything about Onnit, Dario? Yeah. Uh Alpha Brain. No, I don't. Makes Alpha you, Brain. Makes you smarter, man. Does it make me think? I actually need something like that. Makes you think. We got Shroom Tech Sport. Now, Shroom Tech Sport was discovered up in the fucking mountain of fucking doom or whatever it is in the goddamn Lord of the Rings. They had some weird cows up there that were eating cordyceps mushrooms and they had insane cardio. So Frodo Baggins started eating these fucking mushrooms too on his quest all the way up to get rid of that stupid fucking ring. Where did he start eating the cows? No, the, the mushrooms, not the cows. Okay. You got to remember, Frodo's a hobbit. You're right. How the fuck? They're probably is... very vegetarian. Yeah. So he started eating the cordyceps mushrooms that Shroom Tech Sport is made from. That's where they were discovered in the Lord of the Rings. You have nothing to say to that, do you? I like it. You like it? Sounds that? organic. It sounds organic. I'm just, I'm with it. New mood helps you sleep at night, makes you fucking happy. Uh, Dario, you could you should probably get some new mood because you're always wanting to kill yourself. Listen, my mood is always the mood. It is the it's no new mood or old mood. It is the mood. I don't need none of that. So go over to w- but I do w- recommend it. <laughs> you do recommend it. So go over to www.onit.com on checkout. Use promo code TFS podcast and you'll save fucking ten percent. Dario's favorite ones now. Smile Canada, smile V-Lick with the CBD spray. Dario. If you want to go to heaven, don't do that shit. I tell Mike Perry that all the time. If he wants to go to heaven, stop smoking marijuana or anything cannabis related. Sorry. You can't say that. No. Guys, smile Canada, CBD spray. (laughs) Go check him out on Instagram. Pick up some smile V-Liquid. We got the, the temperature here too. You can also get it in THC. You can get hired and fuck. Jesus Jesus loves that. (laughs) We're also brought to you by Buds and Leaves. Let's go over to Buds and Leaves for all of your medical marijuana needs. They're a fully serviced, licensed dispensary. Trust me, Dario likes to get high as fuck and play fucking Harry Potter. Gets his wand out with his girlfriend, if you guys know what I'm talking about. I'll show you my wand next episode, guys. (laughs) Last but not least. It is not a threat. We're brought to you by the Tough Canuck Beard Company. This is something Dario would know nothing about because he can't grow a beard. But uh, this is the only shit I put in my beard. Guys, keep your man muff in good condition. Go to www.toughcanuck.ca and pick up some fucking beard oil or some beard shit. Dario, you have anything else to say today? 
I honestly, my update for Fortnite is forty percent in. I have a lot of, I have a lot of time to kill. So no, that's something uh, we should have talked about because I heard the last update for Fortnite was bullshit. There was like werewolves and stuff. I don't know what it was. It's actually just glitching. It, that I, I haven't even, I don't even remember playing that update. I think they got, I think they got rid of it or they patched it. They did whatever. It's pissing me off. I'm doing it at the kill time. What is going on? It is. Oh, go ahead. Uh, it's Wings Tuesday tonight, so I'm gonna have uh, beer and wings uh, before camp kicks off. Guinness officially. A Guinness would be nice, maybe a Guinness. Yeah. So, what's going on with uh, World of Warcraft? Are you done with this? I'm kind of done. I think Anthony needs me, like because he has to do missions that you can't do solo. You need like a partner. I might help him a couple things with that, but as far as that, it's too time consuming. I love World of Warcraft. I think it's a great game. I would play it but i just don't have the time fuck world of warcraft you know what will happen yeah. you'll lose your girlfriend you'll lose your manhood you'll end up like anthony chia looking like the fucking guy from where's waldo i'm always down for losing your girlfriend that doesn't scare me as much it's just uh, it's too time consuming you maybe in another life you know Anthony looks exactly like the guy from Where's Waldo, right? You put a glasses on. I don't, I don't, I, I don't see it. I don't see it, buddy. I'm sorry. What? I don't see it. You keep saying it, but I don't, I don't see it. What? I don't know. I, I just don't see it. Uh, you might people be... also, people also say I look like Leonardo DiCaprio or that I look like uh, a little bit like a uh, uh, black bear. I don't see it either. I don't, I don't see that. Like, you don't look like the guy from the Man in the Iron Mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Leonardo DiCaprio is a round head. Yeah. You know what? You know what's weird? Tell me that I'm wrong. Tell me Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No, tell me Dwayne Johnson doesn't look exactly like The Rock. Same person. Right? Twins. They look a little bit identical. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah. Except for the, the one where he's in the Tooth Fairy. It looks like he's fucking... Oh, no, it wasn't that one. It's the one where he plays the gay guy with John Travolta. It looks like he's sucked out. Something happened. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I lost my culture. Yeah. All right. Fuck him. Fuck the Rock. He's on so many steroids. He's fucking huge. Yeah, he is. He's a giant. Could you imagine that guy on top of you? No, thank you. <laughs> All, right, All right, I think we'll close it on that note. Get us the fuck out of here. Thanks for having me, guys.